Do you ever set goals for your Bible study time? Or maybe you want to set goals, but you don't even know where to start. Or maybe you're afraid you might get discouraged if you don't hit your targets. Today, we get to talk with Krista Hutchins, and she is going to show us how to set goals for our Bible study time. My name is Eva Kabashik, and this is Bible Study Made Simple. In these episodes, we talk about how to study the Bible in a practical and actionable way. Today, like I said, we are joined by Krista Hutchins. She is a project manager and accountability coach that helps Christian creative ministry and business leaders put structure and strategy around their big ideas so that they can do what God has called them to do. I've partnered with Krista before in the very first Bible Study Summit, so you may recognize her if you have been here for a while. I so enjoyed this conversation, and I know that you will too. Hi, Krista, and welcome to the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this. I'm I'm excited to be here. Yes. So I heard you on a podcast. This was back in December or something, and it was a business podcast, I think. And you were talking about goal setting and I immediately messaged you and was like, oh my goodness, we have got to talk about goal setting on the Bible study made simple podcast because I was blown away by just the way that you framed setting goals. And so, um, have you always been a goal setter? I think so. I think I'm a kind of a driven, can be a driven type A person. I love setting goals and I'm pretty good at sticking with them, but I think I suffer from what a lot of people do is when our goals are very specific, Mm -hmm. if we get behind in them or we realize there's no way we can make the goal, then I just give up. And I think that we treat Bible study the same way. If I can't stay on pace with the Bible reading plan, or I'm doing a Bible study with a group and I can't keep up with the homework, well, then I might as well just quit because I'm not going to make the goal. And so that's where I started trying to reframe the way we think about goals to understand that it's not just the result that we're trying to get. It's the progress and the process that we also need to value instead of only valuing the result. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. That'll, all of that will totally and completely preach. Thank you so much. Um, I think that also when it comes to our Bible study, we don't realize that like attempting to read through the entire Bible is kind of like setting a goal, right? I mean, we don't always frame it that way. We're just kind of like, oh, I want to read through the entire Bible, but we don't put the dedication and the emphasis on it that we would in like a normal goal setting process. Like I want to run a 5k or I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever your goal might be. Um, so how can we maybe approach, um, our Bible study in a way that's more goal oriented, but doesn't really lose that like connection behind it, that relationship with God that we're trying to develop. I think any goal that you're trying to pursue, whether it's a a Bible study or a personal goal or losing weight or running a 5k, they, they all have some common 
um, elements that you need in order to be successful. So you need a plan and Mm -hmm. you need the resources that you, that it will take to reach your goal. And you need some accountability and community and that helps you stay on track. And so usually with a Bible study or a Bible reading goal, we usually have the plan. There's a whole bunch of plans we can follow. So we can grab a plan that tells us what to read every day. And I think where we fall down sometimes is not having the resources, which a lot of it is time, you know, planning exactly when we're going to do. I know that's something you've really talked about is setting aside a time and a space for your Bible study. So that's kind of the resources that we need. And then the accountability or the community, which is another place where that is another thing that helps us get progress on our goals is we sometimes, um, depending on what you're doing, like I know at my church, we are just finishing up a 31 day devotion. And knowing that I was doing that 31 day devotion with my whole church, it kept me on track. And there were nights when it was time for me to go read my devotion plan, which had Bible study with it. I would be like, Oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it. But then I was like, no, I'm doing this with other people and I have to do it. Right. So it motivated me and maybe Maybe my motivation wasn't right <laughs> in sitting down with that time. But once I sat down with the Lord, he did his thing. Right. Yeah. So sometimes even when our motivation may be a little bit either competitive or performative, once we do sit down and we take that step of obedience, then God opens the door and does what he does with that time. So I think having all three parts of that is what makes your Bible study a goal rather than just having a plan to check the box every, every day that you've done the right thing. That is so good. And I have definitely been the person that has been like competitively reading the Bible. Like I'm going (laughs) to, they said that they're going to do it. I'm going to do it too. And I agree that sometimes that motivation is a little off, but God still meets you there. That's exactly right. That's, I, I think, For those of us who are kind of type A competitive people, that's a place where the enemies can sometimes attack us and Mm -hmm. say, oh, well, you're not really doing this for the right reason, so it doesn't matter. Or you're not, you know, just just doing it for the relationship with the Lord. You're doing it to check a box and and we can he can accuse us in that way. Well, you know, that's the way God wired me. I, I talk, say a lot of times God wired me, wired to speak to me in numbers. And so I may not be, I may not be influenced by a beautiful inspirational quote or something, but if you put some numbers to it, then that inspires me because that's the way that God speaks to me. So I think for all of our type A girls out there, all of our Marthas out there, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You can, you can view Bible study as a goal because when you meet with God in however way that you meet with them, he's going to show up there. He's got a word for Martha, just like he did for Mary. Okay. So a light bulb just went off in my brain just now. I always say that our Bible study is about connection, not perfection in like a Mm. checklist. And I've always said that, but I never like really thought about the other side that it's okay to still check off 
a box, you know, like it's still, it's okay. If you really love the checklist, like habit, it's okay to have a checklist and like mark off. I don't know. I just like a light bulb went off of like, some people are wired that it's just, you find fulfillment in having a list. And I think a list can be helpful. So there's nothing wrong with the list itself, but it's the way that we approach our relationship with God through that list. I think anyway, as you were talking, I don't even know if that made sense, but the light bulb just went off for me. So yeah, it kind of went for me too, as I was even saying it, but I think you know, like you said, there's nothing wrong with the list itself. It's, it's how we approach it. Once that list motivates us to do the thing. Right. So if I'm still, once I, once I sit down to study the word, if I'm still thinking about, okay, this is three pages long. I'm at page one. I still have two more pages. I'm at page two. If I'm thinking in that type of term, instead of what's God saying to me through these three pages, then that's where our list checking and our number crunching, um, goes to the wrong side, but with the list motivating us to get at God's feet, there's nothing wrong with that list. Yeah, that is so good. So helpful. And I think freeing because I love a good checklist. Mm-hmm. I'm a checklist person. Sometimes I write things down on my to-do list that I've already done just so that I can just, cross them off. You yeah. are not the only one. <laughs> yes. So um, as we're approaching these Bible study goals, you have this framework for setting goals. And I would love for you to just share that with us today and talk a little bit about what it looks like to set a goal. Yeah. So we, I call it peace goals because sometimes our smart goals make us feel dumb. If you are, if you're familiar with smart goals, being specific, measurable, um, attainable, relevant, time bound, those are the smart goals. And sometimes they make you feel dumb because of exactly what I said at the beginning, because they're focused on the result. And if you can't get to that very small target, that very small result, then you feel like you failed. And so what was the point? And I can't, I'm only halfway through, but I can't make it to the end on time. And so I might as well quit. And, and that's, that's how, that's what happens to me. And so peace goals frames it up. It still has a lot of the elements of smart goals in the core of it, but it frames it in a different way where we're really focused on the progress that we're making and the process that we're going through and finding the value in those things. So it starts out with the P that is purposeful. So it aligns with your deepest purpose. um, And it's something that you have gone to the Lord in prayer about and that you're passionate about. And when I think of that in terms of Bible study, I think, okay, what is my purpose in this season for the Bible study that I'm doing right now? Is it, is it, a checklist, not necessarily a checklist, but is it that I have, I feel like God is calling me to read through the Bible this whole year. And so now my purpose is finishing up that checklist in a year, or maybe my purpose is right now an area where I'm struggling and God would be calling me into a deeper study of that particular area. So when you understand your purpose, you know, if, if God's calling you into a deeper area and you know, and you're, and you can't finish all three chapters you were supposed to read today, but one of those chapters was really about that area God called you to study into, then that's where you spend your, your focus. You don't then feel like I haven't checked all my three boxes today. 
No, because I've been where God wanted me to on the topic. Um, on the other hand, if you feel like if your purpose is to get all the way through the Bible in a year, then you kind of, you know, you, you may not get hung up in some of the chapters quite as long. You know, you may set that aside and say, okay, well, I, I'm going to come back to study this, taking some notes of this is something I want to come back and study, but I'm going to stay focused on my purpose, which is finishing in a year. So it's sort of like understanding why you're studying the Bible and what you're trying to get out of it in this season. That's so helpful because I think so often we have this arbitrary goal of reading through the Bible in a year because we've heard of other people reading through the Bible in a year. Right. right. And I even, uh, it seems like this year I saw more people trying to read through the Bible like really quickly, like in 90 days or 30 days. 30 days. Or, yeah. I saw yeah. some of that too. I'm like, well, I can't even read a regular book in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, and so I think that so many times we have like an arbitrary, like, I'm going to do this. And we don't think of the why behind it. And mm-hmm. so I think that that really helps reframe our purpose that for our Bible study. I mean, it's not just connection with God, but it's stepping into exactly what God has called us to in that phase of our life, whether that's reading through the whole Bible in a year or whether that's deep study and sitting in three verses for three months. You know, there's value and there's purpose in both of those things. Yeah. Which leads us right to the E, which is essential. It's like, is what is essential for me to be studying in the word right now at my stage of life, as I'm here in the empty nest um, era uh, era of my life, there's, I'm not going to say there's no value, but there's probably not a whole lot of essential value in me studying something that would be appropriate for middle schoolers, you know, or how to raise middle schoolers or something like that. Um, So we want to be studying the thing. We want to study the things that are essential for us, either essential for us personally, or sometimes it could be something that's essential for us in a role that God's placed us in. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I had middle aged middle school children, then it would be essential for me to do study about how to raise middle school age children. Right. But I but I don't. So thankfully (laughs) over over that. Been there, done that. (laughs) Um, But um, but yeah, so it's essential. What's essential in your life right now? What do you need? Sometimes, you know, reading through the Bible gives you a really great overview of the word. And that's an essential, something essential that you need to see that connection from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And you can get that by reading it in a year or a short time. Um, or, but maybe what's essential in your life right now is, is a deeper, a deeper study about something or, um, or a, something that you need to be able to teach. So it's something that's going to, uh, and then it's going to apply right to your life right now so that you're not just learning vague concepts, but you're learning things that actually are going to impact your life right now in the essential places where you need to grow. Oh, that's so helpful. That's so good. Okay. So we've got purposeful right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we've got essential. essential. All right. Mm-hmm. What's the next And the one? A is adjustable. And this is where mm-hmm. we kind of get into the smart goals piece where, you know, it, and it's where you kind of start setting some measurable targets that you want to get through something in a certain amount of time, or you want to read a certain number of, of chapters during a day or whatever kind of measurable thing it is. You want to do six different Bible studies during the year or whatever it is. 
Um, but again, this is a place where we, we can expand that little target. Instead of the little tiny target we're shooting for, we can set adjustable goals. And this is um, what our friend Esther Littlefield has taught us that she learned from somebody else who learned it from somebody else. But is there's about nothing the, new under the sun. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, about setting good, better, best goals. So you have a broad range of goals that you can shoot for. So good would be you know, it would be good. You would feel good about uh, hitting that target. Better is maybe a little more of a stretch. It's a little more of an accomplishment for you. You'd have to really be disciplined to do it. Um, and then best is like the, if everything went perfect, God showed up and did a miracle. That's what it would, what it would look like. So if you give yourself a range of things, instead of saying, I'm going to read the Bible in a year, like, okay, well, I'm going to try to read the Bible in a year, but if I finish it in 14 months, that's good too. And if I really work hard and I can finish it in nine months, that's even better because then I could go and study something else. Right. So giving yourself a range that expands that target in order for you to not have the little tiny target they're shooting for. And that is what helps you when you do realize you can't make the target. That's okay. The target's big enough that I can, I can make the the outer ring of the target. I don't have to hit the bullseye. I can hit one of the outer rings and I'm still accomplishing what God had me would have me accomplish through this study. Oh, that's so good. I've never even thought about it, but really reading the Bible in a year that gives you like one day to play with, like, right. you know, like that's a very specific <laughs> timeline right, for reading right. through the Bible. So I love expanding that target and making it a little more um, attainable on both sides of it. You know, if I do right. it faster, that's fine. If I take longer, that's fantastic too. I was reading God's word, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and then the C is a little similar to the essential, um, Essential is more of the topic is essential for you. C is the current. So it applies to you right now. And Mm -hmm. it's great to have long range goals and we should have five and 10 year goals. We can have long range. I mean, it sounds funny to say, but even, even coming out of my mouth, it sounds funny to say we can have a long range goal for where we want our relationship with God to be. Right. We can have a long range goal for where where we want to grow as a as a Christian, as a believer. Um, But we want to we also need to do the things today that are going to get us to that place. So if I say, you know, in 10 years, I want my relationship with God to look like X, whatever I want it to look like. What do I have to do today in order to make it look like that in 10 years? Or what am I what is my 10 years from now self? What is that self going to look back and be mad at me for not doing today? And so that that kind of brings it into taking that long range view, but looking at what do I need to do today in order to have that long range result? You know, that's actually why I started reading through the Bible every year. I had mm-hmm. a conversation with my grandpa and he had read through the Bible every year for the past. I can't remember if it was eight years or 12 years. It was some like ridiculously high number that I was just like jaw dropped. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? That's so cool. And I like got to thinking like, what if I started at my age? How many times would I have been able to say that I've read through the Bible that many years in a row by the time I'm his age? And that like lit a fire under me to like actually develop the discipline to read through my Bible each year. And I think I'm on year 
this is your five after wow. that conversation. And so I love taking, I mean, I have seen the evidence of it in my mm-hmm. life is taking that long range goal and turning it into currently, what am I doing now? Right. Right. That's what the C is about. And the E is my favorite. The E is enjoyable, right? Uh, Our time yeah. with the Lord should be enjoyable. And sometimes yes. I know we, we all have to get through the begats and we all have to get through numbers <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we all have to get through lamentations, right? Yes. But, uh, but we don't have to camp out there if that's not where God's speaking to us. You know, we want to be in the places where the word is just really coming alive to us. You know, for me, one of those places is in Nehemiah. You know, I love Nehemiah. I love Colossians. And so when I'm in a place where I feel like my Bible study is dry and I'm not really getting a lot from it, I go to those places that I know I enjoy. And, and God always shows me something new. Um, just like you had that conversation with your with your grandfather. When I was, I was probably... 10 or 11 years old, my grandfather was a small town preacher and he had um, a man come through his church to preaching a revival. And, and I was talking to that man and he said, you know, what you, one of the best, one of the great ways to study the Bible is to pick one small, short book that you can read all in one sitting and read that book every day for a month. And so I did that with Colossians and every day looking for something different, looking for, you know, God's promises, God's love, God's, you know, Jesus's provision, all, whatever, you know, something yeah. different every day. But I read through Colossians every day for a month. And that has become my favorite go-to verse. And just about any time is to go into Colossians. So finding the places of the scripture that are enjoyable to you, that really speak to you so that when things are not quite as much fun when you've had to read, you know, if I have to read a, a two chapters of, um, of Deuteronomy, then when I finish, I can go read a chapter of Colossians and know that and feel, feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. That's so, uh, that's so fun because I think a lot of times we do put like this drudgery on our relationship with God mm-hmm. and we're like, Oh, I have to read today. But when it's something that's enjoyable, I think that's why I got started with the colored pens and color. Oh, yeah. Cause that makes <laughs> it more fun. It's right? Fu- it's fun. Right. It's not just the con. You're right. That's a really great point. It's not just the content is enjoyable, but the way you do it is fun. You know, it's fun yeah. to put the colors in there. Some people love the washi tape. Some people love the the journaling, the, the Bible journaling. Um, you know, that that's may not be my thing, but it's beautiful and it, and it speaks to someone else and that makes scripture enjoyable to them. And so um, doing things that you enjoy as you're studying the word will make you want to go do it. I can't wait to go and read Colossians again, or I can't wait to go and, you know, God gave me a really vision about this specific verse. I can't wait to go draw it in my Bible. You know, it's yes. the way that we enjoy interacting with the word. So that's it. Peace, purposeful, essential, adjustable, current, and enjoyable. Oh, I love that. And it doesn't just apply to Bible study, but it can apply to other areas of your life as well. Yes, yes, yes. Any goals that you need to set, just framing them. Again, the whole purpose is to make that target bigger and then just Mm -hmm. wrap a more peaceful um, framework around it that makes your goals bring you peace and pleasure and, um, and a, a sense of motivation without stressing you out. 
Oh, that's so helpful. And so grace filled, Mm -hmm. like just such a grace filled approach to studying our Bible. And so we're in February right now. And I bet that there is somebody that's listening to this that started reading their Bible in January on January 1st and was like, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. And maybe they don't remember where they left off. And that's totally fine. But can we maybe approach a Bible reading habit from this peace goals? Um, Can we talk through like what we might do if we were in that position and wanted to like restart our Bible reading plan fresh and um, set a peace goal around it instead of this like achievement focused mindset around it? I think starting with purposeful, like what was your purpose? Was it to read through the entire Bible um, every in the year or was your purpose to establish the Bible reading habit? That can be two different things, right? So going back to your purpose and if your purpose was really just to, if reading the Bible through in a year was a tool to help you establish a Bible reading habit, then go for the habit, find, you know, what's the next step that's going to help you get back on track with the habit, not put the stress on yourself that, oh my goodness, I've lost two weeks. And so I'll never make it to the end. I'll never be able to catch up by the end. Don't worry about catching up, get back, you know, get back and start the habit again. And then I think, I think essential is, you know, again, looking for where does, what, what does God want you to learn out of this process? Where, how can you make, you know, maybe the reason you got off track was because whatever you were reading didn't, um, didn't really speak to you. It wasn't really encouraging to you. So maybe find a different plan that, that will still get you in the word every day, may even get you through the Bible. Like I heard a friend talking to me, to, I was talking to her recently and she said the Bible reading plan her church is doing instead of reading like four chapters every day straight through, because, you know, then you get in the drudgery of the four chapters that are all begats and number, all that kind of stuff. Like they read every day, they read one chapter in Genesis, one in Isaiah, one in Matthew and one in first Corinthians. And so they're starting in four different places and they move through the Bible like that one chapter every day, reading four chapters from four different places. So now you're not stuck in the heart in a place that's not um, that's not really feeding you. Surely one of those four places is feeding you essential what you need right now. So that was just a cool, different way to, to do it. So there's lots of different plans. And if the plan you started with is not feeding you and is not encouraging you, then pick a different one. Yeah. I got really stuck in my Bible reading and I realized it was because of the plan. I had been Mm -hmm. doing a plan this year, but I'm trying to read through faster. So Mm -hmm. for the last five years, four years, I don't know, last four years, I've spent nine months in the Old Testament and then three months in the New Testament. Mm. So this year I've swapped it and I'm going to spend three months in the Old Testament and then nine months in the New Testament. Oh my goodness. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to read through the Old Testament really quickly. And I was still going through my old chronological plan that I love. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. plan, but I really don't like flipping 
my Bible that many times in one like reading session. So I swapped it to just reading the books in chronological Mm -hmm. order instead of breaking it down into chapters in chronological order. And it totally breathed like complete new life into my Bible reading habit just by adjusting the plan. So that's fantastic. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I think that then the A is the, you know, adjustable again, if you've gotten off the wagon and it, you were going to try to read through the Bible in a year and you've lost two weeks. So what reading the Bible, reading through the Bible in a year and two weeks, that's amazing. That's a, that's an amazing accomplishment and it's amazing time spent in the word. And you would have an amazing habit by the end of that one year and two weeks, right? Yeah. So don't let that fact, don't let that fact that you missed a couple of weeks and it's going to take you a little bit longer than a year. That's not a thing, right? Just get back yeah. in and get going. Um, and, but I think the opposite of that is current for some people always knowing that they were two weeks behind the, whatever the established plan was would drive them crazy. So forget about the last two weeks, start wherever you're supposed to read today. And then maybe on some days you've got extra time, go back and catch up on those, those couple of things, but get current, stay current and, um, and go from there. Don't try to catch up for some, again, it's all really depends on your personality and what really grates at you, which is going to get us to the enjoyable part. You don't want to always feel if feeling like you're always behind demotivates you and makes it not fun anymore then don't be behind, just get where you are current and move ahead. But if, if um, feeling like you skipped something really grates at you then, but you're okay with extending your time, then go with it that way, but find what, what makes it enjoyable for you. Oh, that's so helpful. And I, I love don't know this. if it's helpful, if it makes yes. me feel sound very wishy-washy, like, but that's the whole point is like, do what works for you. Do what is going to be meaningful for you in your Bible yes. reading habit or any other goal. Don't do it the way I do it or the way you do it or the way somebody else, some Bible teacher, some Bible scholar, the way they do it. Do it the way that works for you because getting in the word is the important thing. It's not the method you use to do it. It's the fact that you spent time in front of Jesus every day. Um, That's the part that matters. Yeah, absolutely. So good. It's about connection instead of Mm -hmm. perfection. I love it. That's right. (laughs) Even for the numbers people, even for the Marthas, it's still, you can do it in a, in a Martha way, but still make connection. Exactly. Oh, this has been so helpful, Krista. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Is there a way that we can find you online and follow along with what you're doing? Um, yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at do a new thing um, on my website, do a new thing.com. Um, and then I'll create a space on my site for people to come and download the peace goals framework. So they have it in hand and you can put the link in your show notes. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, I'll drop that link in the show notes and thank you again so much. We have enjoyed talking with you today. I have enjoyed it as well. Thank you.